Uh, I am going to call the meeting to order, please. Uh, the clerk of the board, would you please call the roll? Trustee Lawrence? Here. Trustee Banerjee? Here. Trustee Lujanani? Present. And Trustee Shaland will not be joining us today. We have a quorum. Thank you very much. Uh, and I will ask for approval of uh, uh, any public comments first. Nope. Okay. Thank you. Uh, I will ask for approval of the minutes for um, the appropriate dates. I move that we approve the minutes from September, September 7th. and July. Yeah. September 7th. September 7th and July. Thank you. I. I Moving my computer here. Uh, do I have a second? I'll second it. Thank you. Uh, any questions regarding the minutes? Much better than last time. Yes, they are much better than last time. Thank you. Um, okay. Um, I will take a vote on the minutes. All those in favor? Aye. Aye. Great. Thank you. The minutes have passed. Uh, we'll move on to the first part of the agenda. And uh, I think I will turn that over to you, Mr. Keebler. Okay. Uh, so Ben Mack and Elizabeth Dollar from Moss Adams are here to talk about the uh, financial statements that uh, are in your package. Hello. Thank you for having us. Um, uh, you'll note on the uh, agenda, Jim, that uh, it says Brian Connor, uh, and, and clearly there's not a Brian next to you here. Uh, uh, Liz is the concur review partner on the foundation. Uh, Brian was, to be honest, long ago conflicted out, and, and she's frankly been on the calendar for a while to do this. Brian's name got on the presentation. So uh, I apologize. Brian can't be here, but Liz is going to speak just a little bit to the foundation uh, at, at, as we jump in. You were provided um, several days ago a, a, a packet with a few things here. Um, there is a, a spiral brown PowerPoint presentation. We're going to walk through that. There are draft financial statements. Uh, we're still working on them. Uh, uh, in, just in terms of like a, a few proofreading nits and nats, we've been discussing. Uh, if, if anybody has points they want to give us, they've not been issued yet, uh, and, that, and that's just fine at this point. Uh, I, we've got them. None of them involve changing reported numbers and operations or frankly the the substance of what's being communicated but we 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 and your management team i think worked really hard to get these in front of you when we said we were going to but there there are admittedly a couple of proofreading problems here i'll get that out that happens it's 151 pages so it, it, consequently uh, yes great coffee table reading I'm yes sure, it was lovely you. yes so what you have in front of you is uh, a copy of the, the draft financial statements, and I would say substantively, these are these are ready to go. We're not working through issues with management at this point. Um, you know, barring uh, uh, the the hospital being having a huge subsequent event tomorrow morning, the 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 plan is that in your feedback to go ahead and issue these so that. That, that's the, the, the stage of the process that we are at. That's where we've management and you have told us that you want to be right now. That's where we're at. Uh, there are two other documents here. 
One of them that is kind of tucked away in the back is the communication of those charged with governance. This is kind of the written version of everything that we're required to communicate with the board. We'll just tuck that back there. We're going to talk through all that in the Spiral Brown communication. Everything covered in there is going to be covered in the PowerPoint. And then there's also a letter here that is really your single audit letter. We don't have a lot of say in the format on this one. As you can kind of tell, this is a government report. There's a version of your audit that's going to be created that's going to look a whole lot like this, stapled to the audit. And then there's going to be a version of your audit as the audit of itself. We'll talk a little bit about the, st the single audit, one small recurring you know, finding. All the other findings from the prior year went away. We'll, we'll circle back on that. <coughs> we'll talk about that. Um, so with that. Um, Before you go with that, yes. what I'd like to have you do is set up the expectation of what it is you expect from us tonight. And it, is this so that we listen, um, we engage in, we question or not, give us what our responsibilities are and what you want from us? Um, we've been asked to come here to tell you about what we did in the audit in about 20 minutes and leave uh, time for questions and dialogue. What I would want from you is if you've got any questions, forget about everything else that I have to tell you, and let's make sure that we have dialogue around your questions. Okay. So if we're going through something, we, we've got a presentation that's set up to say, here's what we did, and here's a few required communications. But please, I guess the one thing I would ask is if you have questions or you don't understand something, you know, stop and ask questions. Um, I think it's up to you, and this isn't really my place to say, I think at some point you do say, hey, do we, do we recommend, you know, with management fixing a couple of proofreading things here, do we recommend approving these financial statements? Is that correct? Is that the stage that we're at here? Okay. So. Okay. All right. Um, so, and we'll follow up, I guess, on what that means to the path to issuance. Does that mean that we really, I was under the impression we were going to issue tomorrow, or are these going to go in front of the board as draft? And, that, and that's really up to you. Places can do it either way. Um, why I asked about the expectation, and and it goes to this issue whether or not we we do this or it goes to the board. Um, I I have no. I mean, I looked at this stuff. And <laughs> know if it's right or wrong. I mean, how do I know? Um, so that's why I asked about about the expectation. Um, so outlining for me what it is we need to do, and, and it may be that sending to the whole board, they may not know more than I do either. So right. I, I... I don't think that the... And I, stop me if I'm out of turn. I'm not sure that the role of an audit committee is to be such an expert that you could put one of these things together. Okay. Um, I, in fact, I'm, I'm fairly certain that's really not the expectation. I, I would think that you're looking to say, you know, is management an approval? Is your auditor ready to give an opinion I'm comfortable with? I mean, let's, let's say, for example, we were here ready to give 
um, a modified opinion for a scope limitation because David said you can't look at our accounts receivable books and we had a going concern. At that point, you might say, oh, I, let's, let's call a timeout before we issue these. Um, or, um, you know, if we were reporting that we'd found a lot of fraud, perhaps you might say that. I'm not sure, you know, from my reading of like the AICPA toolkit, that it's really the expectation that you've said, I know these are in accordance with GAAP because most, you know, there's, People that we do, do do what we do, and I mean, who else is really ready to to, to say that? So I, I'll, I'll kind of take a, a step back from that and say, you know, what's maybe what's normal is is the audit committee says, do I like what I'm hearing about the process? Do I feel comfortable with what my management team is telling me? And yeah. the cycle thing. So I'm in front of you every month saying, here's some numbers. This is what I think. And you're making decisions. Right. You're relying on it. So then at the end of the year, uh, the auditors come in, they take a look at it, you know, do much more detail than I would do on a monthly basis, and produce this, and this is your chance to say, well, <clears throat> was that about right? Were there issues? Is, is he coming in and, you know, saying he found a bunch of stuff and we had to change the numbers? And it's, it wasn't that, it was this. You know, and what you're looking at is, you know, from your perspective, do I feel comfortable this process has done what it's supposed to do? And that is conduct a thorough review of the financial statements, determine if they've been prepared in accordance with the proper standard. And you get that from, you know, Ben and Liz explaining to you the process they followed. Um, you know, so for example, you know, if Ben said, you know, well, in determining, you know, the accuracy of the statements, you know, we asked David, David said they're accurate, and, and we were good with that. You know, that, you know, you know enough to, you know, basically ask some follow-up questions on that. But you don't necessarily, you know, you know have to have, you know, your own independent expertise about, you know, generally accepted accounting principles. He says they are in accordance with generally accepted accounting principles. Your determination is, I believe he's gone through the right process to come to that conclusion. That's what you all sitting here are, are looking to do, I think. Thank you. That's what we do, is management prepares these, and we give an opinion, which we're ready to give, that says they're prepared in accordance with generally accepted accounting principles. They don't have any material errors. Um, I think what your biggest safe. question would be is, as David said, if there's something you've been being told all year and that some you saw something in here that was different, we'd want you to ask questions about those types of things. If you see something that isn't consistent with what's been reported to you in the past, questions in that, in that regard. Okay. I, I've been on... I've been on nonprofit boards, albeit for much simpler organizations than this, but if, if, if that organization had been telling me all year long, we've been making tons of money, we've been making tons of money, and then I got the audit and we were losing tons of money, my question would be, why, why are these different? What, what happened? That might be kind of a good example of what, what Liz is talking about. Okay. Well, I appreciate you all taking the time. I just think it's important that we recognize what our responsibilities are, and um, and and you set up your presentation in the manner that we aren't accountants, but but rather policymakers. That's a great. That's a great question. Okay. Um. So I had Liz set up. Dave. 
Dave Pistoni. He's not. He's not. Well, in lieu of that getting going, <laughs> we've already talked. We'll, 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 you, you've all got a print up here. We'll go to slide one and, and just talk about talk about the objectives of the audit. It, sure. Yeah, I can I can take that. Um, so I think we just kind of covered a lot of what we're talking about. But the audit objective is really for us to uh, place our opinion on management's financial statements and financial statements that you're responsible for overseeing um, and state whether the system is fairly is the financial statements of the system are fairly stated in accordance with generally accepted accounting policies and um, as Ben mentioned we are ready to give an unmodified opinion which is the, the highest level of assurance we can give that the financial statements are uh, presented fairly in accordance with generally accepted accounting principles that includes the foundation um, because that is presented here um, as a, a discreetly presented component unit, so you have the foundation column. We we have done a separate audit of the foundation and have issued an, an unmodified opinion on those standalone statements as well. So that's the best the best news you can get as an audit committee, right there. <laughs> and I I would also color that a little bit by saying that you know there's a couple ways you can get to an unmodified opinion. So we could come in and we could post. 45 audit adjustments and we could get to the point where we say well after all these audit adjustments the financial statements are fairly presented in accordance with generally accepted accounting principles unmodified opinion but the the statements have been modified a lot in this instance we have we have requested proposed management has made no audit adjustments okay so there should be a pretty a, a some pretty good data points between what you've been looking at all year and what you look at at year end. You know, having said that, there are many things that this organization does for a year end audit that you only do once at year end. You, know, you only get one pension report from a Sarah because right, they only make it once a year. You, 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 you know, there. I'm not telling you that every everything happens like this every month, but we have we have proposed and made no audit adjustments. That's probably the most important thing you can hear from us. Unmodified opinion, we've proposed and made no audit adjustments. Okay. So we'll move through a few slides here. I'll, I'll try to keep up the tempo here, but we're, we'll just talk a little bit. Oh, no, I can't. Sorry. Um, we're going to talk. Hey, we can't go backwards. Um, I've just back just it up. Just back it up for me. Well, for right now, before we get there. Well, we have this. What page are you on? What yeah, you we're on page four. Okay. Assets. I'm just going to talk through your a few key things, how we went about auditing them, and just talk about our process a little bit. Um, cash, um, that actually went from 14 to 11. The size is right. Uh, obviously, you don't have $820 million in cash. Um, We've confirmed your cash with a uh, with a bank, um, and we've also confirmed your your cash that is held with Alameda. Um, tested the reconciliations. Um, we have a slide coming up, actually this one right here, where we're going to talk about patient AR. So we'll skip past that. Due from third party. So you have a lot of uh, very complicated third party estimates, cost reports. David, I'm on assets number four, slide four. Um, 
you have a lot of fairly complicated um, estimates on Medi-Cal and Medicare cost reports. Um, we had our specialists come in, spend quite a bit of time, how much time? Um, you know, well over a, a full-time week before it was all said and done, recalculating a lot of those estimates, uh, getting into the details, um, and, um, you know, looking at the mechanics of how they worked. Um, and in this area, we found some errors. And this is one area uh, you'll see we brought up one area where we said there was a material weakness in controls. Mm -hmm. there, were, there were adjustments made. They all, after a few iterations, the net-net difference between where we started and where we finished was very little. And the end result is good. But there were, there were some errors in there. Some of them were math errors. Um, some of them that didn't really affect dollars a lot were, um, you know, we reached out to CMS to confirm what old years were open, and we found out that there were four or five old years that were open um, that, that, that really were probably in a net receivable position, but they were open. Um, so that, that's a significant part of our audit work, is going through those, recalculating them, frankly having someone who understands the program get into the nuts and bolts, we're comfortable with where your ending estimate is. Um, I'll, I'll just talk about what is in the control letter. You know, we've discussed with management, um, you know, beefing up that process around making those estimates. Um, maybe getting your outside expert a little bit more involved. Um, maybe doing it a couple of times a year, uh, a little bit more regularly. Um, that that is the one thing coming out of the financial statement audit where we said there's a control that where you you could have had you could have had an error here given the control structure and process. Um, there are also things in that due to third party that are things like your, a, um, your AB85 receivable is in there. Um, you know, the general answer to how'd you make so much money this year, and this is a complicated answer, but you know, how do we lose a lot of money last year and how do we make, make a bunch of money this year? You recognized 185 million in AB85 income um, that's kind of two years from that program because you chose to not recognize it last year and the program really wasn't wasn't set up yet. Um, you also recognize revenue from the new prime waiver program this year, about 31 million of that. You know where you're at with that program is is you've submitted your prime plan. The, the submission of that was accepted, I want to say on about September 30th. We looked at the, what you submitted. It seems like it's reasonable. It seems like it's the kind of as the kind of factors that the plan asked for and revenue recognition was reasonable there. Um, other, I'll note in the financial statement footnotes, probably some of the more significant changes that we proposed that management made to the way they were laid out were adding disclosures, really especially in note 12 about these government receivables and programs. And I, I think it's more spelled out now. I think a reader can kind of follow through what are these? What are these movements from these programs? Um, in other current assets, you have receivables from Alameda County. We confirm everything that we can with Alameda County. There was one thing that we tried to confirm, and really management tried to confirm, and they so we confirmed everything that's on your balance sheet. One thing that was never really be able able to be confirmed was is whether or not there was a, really a contribution from the county for PP&E and the new tower. 
because of the fact it oh really because of the fact it couldn't be confirmed and that no one would confirm it management took the position that well we, we can't really be we can't really be so sure as to book the contribution because we don't we don't have actual evidence of it sounds like the right answer to us yeah and, and in fact as we're digging into it and I talked to Ann Ludwig directly the county does have a procedure to transfer assets but they have not done it we understand that that's in the controller's office and uh, had you know intentionally not been done yet for whatever reason uh, the other thing, the interesting thing we found out was actually the furniture in this building has never been transferred as well uh, due to circumstances that we really can't determine. So what does that constitute in terms of monetary assets? What, what's the collective anticipated? Um, we believe the assets in the new building are about $30 million, and the assets in this building, I think, were in the range of under 10. From an accounting standpoint, the decision was made to record nothing, and based on everything we've been told, that sounds like the right decision. Because? Because the assets are not going to so the assets should be sitting there. It's, it's, I mean, it'd be, di it'd be hard to support a contribution from someone that won't acknowledge that they gave those things to you. That you never yourself paid for. Okay, so I see. I see. Um, so, frankly, not a difficult decision. Uh, our management worked on trying to trying to get that substantiation, and it didn't come. And so we we agree with where we're at. Okay. Um, you know, when we talk about subsequent events, that would that would kind of be the the biggest one that would be hanging out there, to where if they called you up tomorrow and said, "Hey, here's the email. Maybe we'd disclose that as a subsequent event." Um, we wouldn't probably wouldn't book it at this point. I guess I'd have to think about that a little bit. Um, so, other current assets we talked about that capital assets. Um, you know, we we tested additions, we recalculated uh, depreciation. Um, uh, you know, we want you to know we we do make some informal comments to management on hey, where are some areas that these aren't these aren't control matters that frankly need to go in your letter to the government and they're not potential breakdowns but you know one thing we brought up was you know the making sure to review and look at disposals um, uh, so you know we kind of have an informal list that we're talking about with your management team of items that certainly don't rise to significant deficiency or material weakness disposals were kind of one of those things that we've talked through your capital fund, we confirm that with the county. Your pension, that, that deferred outflow. So there's there's three places where your pension plan shows up. Deferred outflows, deferred inflows, and your big pension liability. All these amounts are just tied out to your pension report. The huge preponderance of the dollars relate to the ACERA pension plan. Um, we worked with management and switched up those disclosures a little bit in the current year on the ACERA pension plan. Before, you'd had a full set of disclosures for all three plans. The decision was made to nix the disclosures for the two really immaterial plans. And I dropped 15 pages of disclosures about clearly immaterial liabilities. And you know we think that's probably a boon to the reader 
you didn't need 15 more pages of pension plan disclosures. They put in a summary table that says, here's the assets and liabilities relating to those other two plans, and, and the huge dollars relate to ACERA. Um, moving on, and we will pick it up from here. Um, I'm at the liability slide. Um, accounts payable. We look to see that it's complete. We look at things that management paid out after year end and said, hey, should they be in accounts payable? I'm on slide five. Um, due to two, third party, that's just the flip side of that thir third party liability that we already talked about. We've got a, a, a nice new note in there, note five, that really details out what's in that and it helps describe that. Um, other current liabilities, that's some things that you'd, you'd really think of, like payroll liabilities in there, compensated absences, current portion of long-term liabilities. Um, your liquidity facility, we confirm that with Alameda County. Um, your net pension liability. So you'll see here that it went up from 293 to 370. Management added in a borderline required disclosure on page 38 that really rolls you forward from how do we get from last year's liability to the current year's liability. Um, that's a, a new disclosure that you didn't have last year on page 38. Um, um, and, and it kind of walks you from one place to the other. It, it's it's admittedly in pension speak, but it used to kind of get you on the road. Mm. One thing I'd bring up that is a disclosure in there that's pretty interesting. It gives you an idea how volatile this is. So, on page 40, there's a there's a, a disclosure that says, if our if 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 we discount this back at about seven and a half percent. And granted, this is a choice realistically made by the ACERA plan, though they're in your statement, so you're kind of owning that. Um, if, if that expected rate of return or discount rate were to go down by 1%, that $370 million liability goes up by almost $200 million. That's how volatile this is. Um, things that go into that expected rate of return are two things for a GASB plan. Um, they are your actual expected rate of return and inflation. And, um, you know, we actually did a historical inflation. I mean, we looked at this and said, you know, is 2.5% is inflation reasonable? And I'll be darned, you take about any period of American history longer than the last 10 years and you, know, you get to 3%. Um, so we, we thought that we look at all the uh, assumptions that go into those and we say, can we live with them? Are they reasonable? Even though you have you have a separate actuary report, but we're including those in our audit report. Mm -hmm. Okay, so those are those are big assumptions, um, and um, uh, we think that they're reasonable. They're reasonably stated. In this other non-current, you have actuary reports for your self-insured health insurance, workers' comp, um, number of other liabilities. We've reviewed those actuary reports. We test the data you send to the actuary for completeness. Um, this last bit, deferred inflows, that just also relates to the pension plan. Okay. Going to talk just a little bit specifically about net patient uh, uh, accounts receivable. Um, so that's a slide that was up for a long time that's burning everyone's skull. So in net patient accounts receivable, um, this is this is one of the more difficult estimates, and it's dollar for dollar for revenue. So. In the current year, it's down from 117 to 96 million. 
that's probably generally speaking a good thing. Um, one of the things we started off the audit doing was we liquidated the prior year's receivable. Um, it wasn't materially wrong. It was a little light. You're still getting money in. So we, we thought you're, you're materially going to get there, but, but it was a little light in the prior year. So right off the bat, that made us feel better that the current year's number was lower and not higher. Um, we looked a lot at management's system, and they really changed the model this year. It's quite a bit more sophisticated. They have a lot of analytics. They have a lot of different ways they look at it. Um, we, we, we looked at liquidations in the current year by each hospital. We looked at how much actual money you collected after year-end. Thank you, Dave. <laughs> Thank you, David. So for each hospital, we say, hey, at, at last year, if to where you ultimately got, if you got, if you ultimately got ten bucks, and after after two months you had five bucks, and you got to ten bucks, and your estimate this year is ten bucks, and you're at five bucks after two months, apples to apples, you're on track because you have such a huge population of data that at some point data consistency helps. We bifurcated that down by hospital and broke out a couple of things that we don't need to get into for this conversation. When you bring that all together, we looked at it after two months. We made Rick and his team and other people run data again. We looked at it after three months. After three months, we feel, we feel good that you're going to get there. We had our own in, independent estimate. Um, and we feel like that $96 million is a good number. Um, we will continue, you know, one thing that we'll be asking uh, as the audit process starts up next year is how did we do on this number? And we'll tell you next year, how did you do on this number? Um, uh, I will move on here. Operations. So there's two pie charts. The size of the pie is right. There's a couple of numbers that aren't. But... Basically, the takeaway here is um, the red goes from 67 to 66%. Uh, that 89% is really 9%. What's the takeaway from that? The composition of your operating expenses is pretty consistent. Nothing's, nothing's moving around here. Nothing's, you squeeze one side of the balloon sometimes and something else pops out. The balloon is pretty consistent here. Is that 89% an error? I mean, it's, just a, it's just a flat-out typing error okay. that happened and it inexplicably didn't get caught by I it. just want points when I catch it. <laughs> and then the 62 stays... Yeah. It should be 66. It was hard keyed. I'll own it. Okay. Many people, including me, should have caught it. But the important takeaway here is that operating expenses look consistent. So we're going to move along here to significant, uh, to required communications here. What it, who requires it? Um, now the AICPA says as part of an audit you're required to talk about certain things, and they're good to talk about. Uh, in, in the report you had comparisons of, of you, you had to go back to 14, and I wasn't quite certain in requiring from going into June was it June 14 the closing of 14 and then you com you made some comparisons from 14 to 15 and fif so great uh, question I only asked the good ones you do. <laughs> so 
as part of because you're op, you're issuing these under government accounting standards board standards that GASB the GASB requires that as part of financial statements there be a section called management's discussion and analysis and that discussion and analysis has got to talk about both of those periods and because of that because you're talking about two periods it just kind of makes sense to have three balance sheets we don't give an opinion on that MDNA, but we do read it to say, does it look like this is consistent? And as a practical matter, honestly, yeah, we do give management points and say, hey, you should consider thinking about this and this in the MDNA. But, but we don't give an opinion on it. And our, 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 our actual audit opinion says that we don't. And that's just normal. That's not a Moss Adams thing. You just, you don't give an opinion on it because the idea is you want management to have the latitude to, to kind of look forward and give some color and explain things that aren't easily opined upon, frankly. So that's why you have three periods there, but then you go back to the financial statements and you only have two. Is that what your question is? It, it was in, par in part my question. Uh, what I was, as I would look through some of the stuff, I was trying to determine, particularly around operating expenses what those operating expenses were in 2014 prior to the acquisition of two other hospitals and and then what those operating expenses got to be so i would assume that there was some big jump from from those years to to 16. right um and i was just curious of because i saw some some figures in there that showed these these increases mm -hmm. and then i and I was just interested in why you show some and you don't show others. So I'm going to let David speak to that. Like, well, we don't we don't show a P&L for 14 because it's not required to be shown under GASB standards. So that's why you've got three years of balance sheet, but two years of of income statement or statement of activities is really the correct name for it. So that's why there's that kind of, it feels like, why do we have three years of balance sheet and only two years of income statement? That's why. Admittedly, you could, I mean, I, I'm not sure that they'd be wrong if you included more periods. As a practical matter, I don't think anybody would volunteer to show more periods. Um, it, I mean, it'd be interesting in this case, because like you said, you'd have, you'd have big jumps up. Um, Okay. Right. And, and it's kind of to the letter of the GASB standard. I mean, the GASB standard okay. says two years P&L, three years balance sheet, um, at least. I mean, it, it, to be honest, I know it doesn't say you couldn't show another one, but nobody does. Um, um, so significant accounting policies, they're laid out in note two to your financial statements. We understand them. We, we like how they're disclosed. We think they're fairly and reasonably disclosed. Um, we talked about their material weakness related to third-party estimates. Um, in your single audit, so we perform a, a, a separate compliance audit over the spending of your federal awards. Um, it's a whole audit into itself. The federal government says these two things are attached, the, 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 the financial audit. So. We talk about them together. 
we had one case in the Ryan we, where we looked at a sample of 40 patients in the Ryan White program. There was one person who wasn't checked for, there wasn't, let's say they weren't checked, there wasn't evidence that they were checked for eligibility. I think it turned out they later had Medicaid. Um, so under those rules, that constitutes a finding. I mean, the actual dollar impact of that one patient would be What's the, what's the size of the sampling? Um, 40. So we looked at 40 items. We found one that was off. But okay. then in the same Ryan White one, wasn't there one place where you looked at 60 and there were, it was almost 25% of, you know, some kind of control issue that was, you know, like uh, 12 out of uh, 60, I think, or it was even more than that, I think, 25%. So I believe that was the uh, previous year. So each year the uh, program has improved uh, okay, the so process. The uh, this, this particular finding, uh, they actually pulled the population that was eligible for Ryan White, mm -hmm. and they included somebody that wasn't eligible. Therefore, they didn't have the appropriate paperwork done because they knew he wasn't eligible. Uh, but when you test it and you're looking for certain things, mm -hmm. then to be there because mm -hmm. he had insurance. So that was from 2015. Yeah. And one thing there is in that report, and that's the other report here, is, is there's follow-up that we did on all the prior year comments. Mm -hmm. All of them were remediated except for the one comment that we just had that, you know, you, you, you had one mess out of 40. And you can, you can do with that, do with that what you will. Um, as I mentioned earlier, we had no audit adjustments. You know, we had no disagreements on what's going to be in here with management. Um, so with that, I'm going to pause. Um, we have a slide on new accounting pronouncements, but I'll just say none of those are going to are going to completely change your lives next year. I don't think. So let me just pause here for questions. I know I'm a little over time. I apologize. Uh, questions. Please. So having gone through the complexity, did you, I mean, feel that there was any limitation to the scope? No. Mm -hmm. And if we had scope limitations, that would be the kind of thing that we're, we would modify our opinion. So everything that we asked for, we were at least eventually, I mean, there were things that were admittedly hard to get, but hard to get isn't it? is in a scope limit. Management saying we won't get this for you, but we have it as a scope limitation. Um, and frankly, there weren't there weren't things that we wanted to get that we didn't ultimately get. Um, uh, you know, management provided us provided us things. Well, I, the comment that I would make is that what you're saying is pretty consistent about the transparency that I have witnessed here over the last three, four years, certainly since David has come. Um, despite some of our highs and lows and disagreements about how we might want to spend the money, the, there has been, I think, a great deal of transparency. And so I don't know that there has been, uh, in my view, any obfuscation about dollars or where things might go, you know, we often tease David a bit that, you know, I don't think you're going to get to the EBITDA margin you think you are, and he says, yes, we are. And, and if we don't, he, he fesses up, and, and when we do, 
we thank him. So, um, you know, but I have not seen any kind of, uh, so what you're saying to me is pretty consistent with what has been my experience. And with us on the finance committee as well, like it's just two years, like what it was in 2013, 14 for those and what it is now is uh, kind of nightingale. I, you know, and I, I'm not implying that it, it, it's easy to go through mm -hmm. an audit. Um, and I know I think we asked for a lot of things that perhaps hadn't been asked for before, or asked for them in different ways. I mean, I'll just say in third party, we clearly asked for a lot of things that hadn't been asked for. Uh, you know, for Shulin, we asked her for things about supplemental reimbursement. For, for a long time. But, but those things were forthcoming. You know, we, we got there. So, um, you know, it was a rigorous process, but we got there. Yeah, and let me say, this, this was a rigorous process. This is a much better, more detailed audit than I think this organization has had in a long time. Mm -hmm. And that's good mm -hmm. because it kind of keeps. You know, the fans mm -hmm. team on the tone. I learned some things, you learned mm -hmm. things. Mm -hmm. That's good. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It, it, it is. It, yes. There was a lot of moaning and groaning during the audit process. They asked for what? But it made sense. And so we supplied the data, and it was like, oh. Mm -hmm. And we're done on time. Mm -hmm. Our other auditors didn't do that. To your earlier question about whether or not we want to take this, Let me um, explain the mechanics. To, to publish an audit, their big concern is if they wait, something's going to happen. And so, mechanically, what happens today, well, Becky and I signed this letter that said we've told them everything we know. Mike has signed a letter, and we've gotten letters from external counsel saying we've told you everything we know. So if we decide to wait two weeks, we have to go through that whole process again. Well, that's, that doesn't necessarily sway me, but, okay. but what I was going to say before you set that up is to say that, in my view, since there was no uh, material findings, there was no unmodified opinions, that this is consistent with, with what I believe, uh, I, I'm ready to approve this and have you go on your way. But... It wasn't because you guys signed pieces of paper. I, just, I, just, I felt I sorry for you. I well, just wanted to understand so. I know you did. I <coughs> and I appreciate that. I'm not. I'm, uh, uh, but I would also say there, there's a little bit more to it than that. Also, you have to update your estimates to the date of report issuance. And because of all the supplemental reimbursement that you guys have, you could get new information from CPAC or. Any, you know, anyone, you know, a, a, a Medicare cost report turns out materially better or worse, mm -hmm. and all that stuff has to be updated up till the report date. Yeah, no, so that, I, I really do understand. It, it, that's a little, it, it, to, to be fair to David, it's more than just making making him and Mike sign some stuff. It, it you know, you, you and we're we're fine stretching it out, but when you when you do that, you you, know, you stretch it out. You, you have to update your review of the key estimates. You know, we've been asking questions up till now. Mm -hmm. And so that that's kind of the importance of, of the date. Um, and that's kind of new. I mean, it used to be in auditing, you could be a little bit squishy about exactly when you issued. 
you'd have a report date when field work ended and you'd issue the things two months later. Now the onus is really on us that like, you know, we get these things and we issue them like now. Okay. Well, um, uh, I'm just one opinion. Are you okay with that? And Jim, are you there? I am here. Um, are you okay with uh, our approving and accepting the audit and not sending it on, just letting the board know that we, in fact, received the audit, reviewed the audit, and approved it so that it can go, uh, so that we can close it? Yeah, I think that's, that's fine. I mean, we may want to, for next year, update our, you know, kind of the, our own calendar so the whole board has the chance to has the chance to approve it or, or ask questions um, in a timely manner, but I'm okay to approve it now. Okay. Then, then I will take a motion to approve the audit. I move. I'll move that. Second. Thank you. All, all those in favor? Aye. Aye. Okay. You, you've done it. Thank you for having us. You're appreciate, welcome. Thank you. Appreciate having you as a client and appreciate all the hard work for management. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks a lot. Okay. They were small. Yes, they were. Even the supplemental. Yeah. Things, yeah. So it was. Helpful to have, right? Yeah. This was the it, supplemental notes and all of that. Very thorough. I thought. Yes. It very was, boring reading. That's what I thought too. Yeah. I mean, this is a but, really good audit. We got a really. Good that's great. That's really good. You know. Um, it, it, and I have been through as a superintendent several, several audits with outside thing, and it isn't easy. I mean, they ask, and you got your your financial staff running all over trying to get papers and figuring out what they're doing, and um, and so I know that this is time consuming. It takes you away from the other stuff because they're asking for paper and they're in and out of your office constantly. I mean, I I really know what this is like. So congratulations. Yeah. And uh, oh, that's okay. Um, and and David, I was very sincere about the transparency. I I think since you've come on board, there has never been, in my view, this kind of tap dancing around stuff. It's just if you don't have it, you tell us, and if there's a problem, you tell us. And I think that gives a board a great deal of confidence. Mm -hmm. Okay, Rick, should we go to the next item? Okay, the uh, next item was going to be the uh, presentation on role of internal audit and compliance. Uh, but Trustee Lawrence and I spoke before the meeting and thought this might be a better topic uh, outside of this forum where uh, I could spend a little bit more time with the trustees and uh, help answer their questions. So, uh, and so maybe can Kenny, you and I could mm -hmm. could work out a time and then meet with him privately, and he can give us a great in service, and we don't have to keep everybody here late at night. Makes complete sense. Okay. And Trustee Luganani, you're welcome to attend that also if if you uh, feel inclined. Uh, thank you for the invitation. I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> there, there, there's nothing I would like to do more. Oh, Jim, what a big. Uncross your fingers. Yeah. 
Okay, so hey, the... Uh, <laughs> I, 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 I take umbrage at your... Peace. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> as, as long as it's we, your umbrage okay. and not ours. <laughs> you can take as much as you want. So the next item on the agenda would be the uh, status reports. And I put all these in your package. I wanted to hit mm -hmm. a couple of high points and especially some uh, newer breaking news that uh, the committee might uh, appreciate. Okay. okay. So as far as the management letter goes, uh, I think we just talked about it as part of uh, the Moss Adams presentation. The five uh, items from the 2015 audit were considered closed. Mm -hmm. And uh, one of the two items from the single audit in 2015 was closed. The other one I am actually closing for purposes of this. I will put that on the 2016 audit and we'll be tracking the Ryan White uh, corrective action and I've already worked with uh, management from the Ryan White program to make sure that we develop a more uh, robust reconciliation process to make sure that we don't have this issue again next year. It was a different issue than the previous year it though. Was, it was yeah. different but it's still the Ryan White program, and I want that to uh, stop having issues. Okay. Okay, as far as the uh, internal audit plan, it is on time. And one thing I wanted to mention there was uh, the penetration review mm -hmm. that uh, we had talked about at the last meeting. Uh, phase one of that review has been completed. Uh, AT&T was hired to do the penetration testing and while they identified several vulnerabilities in our system that could be exploited, they were not able to penetrate our system and uh, really do anything uh, like some of these other uh, organizations have had with mm -hmm. hackers. Mm -hmm. uh, that For the test, whole system or just a couple, a cu like the HIPAA portion the or entire system. the entire system. Okay. Uh, there's going to be additional testing done. Uh, we actually, I, I think the phase one, we gave them access to our firewalls and they tried to penetrate our network, could not do it. They're going to do some additional testing on the firewalls to make sure that you can't get past those. Mm -hmm. I will have a report at the next uh, committee meeting and uh, identify what their findings were for the entire review and what corrective action is being done. Okay. okay. Not using Rick, I have a question for you. That that sounds like a pretty good, that sounds like, obviously, that's a very good result. Is that, is it typical or atypical that um, they wouldn't be able to, you know, someone doing testing wouldn't be able to get through and get in? Uh, it just depends on your setup. I've had uh, organizations that I was at previously where we had a meeting to talk about the penetration review and one of the uh, IT people walked into the meeting, got on a terminal and broke into our system in the one minute before the meeting started and uh, because he exploited a vulnerability. So it, and we thought we had a very sophisticated system there. So it, it just depends on how everything is set up. So you, so you use one one agency to do the penetration as opposed to multiple agencies? 
uh, one agency that's uh, experienced in this and knows what vulnerabilities are based on what types of systems we have. So uh, they and they try to exploit everything. Yeah. Yeah, I, I just, I mean, particularly when, you know, you hear the news and what people are hacking into stuff, and it, I mean, it looks pretty bad. And if other countries from outside can get into national things, it worries me. And so relying on one organization to do the penetration, you might give some thought about have, doing a backup, you know, having somebody else come in and do the same thing. Swap people out. I see. Okay. Thank you. Thank you, David. Okay. Uh -huh. uh, Follow-up on past audit reports. We had some movement on a couple of items. Uh, at least if we didn't complete them, we had dates changed. Uh, so there's a couple of items that I still need to follow up on, and I'll be uh, working with our operations people are getting uh, some resolution to the admit on order audit and uh, I think this sniff billing audit is now complete I have followed up on all the outstanding uh, issues that were there so did, did you get I'm sorry on the systems audit you got number three done David David at, you had a date for that's a year from now Right. The terminated employee notification. So there's actually two different issues there. Uh, the issue about returning assets and getting people removed, right. that was really a combination of IT and HR, and corrective action has occurred on that. Mm -hmm. uh, and I'll be closing that out. I think it's still listed open on here because it hadn't happened when I published this report. Uh, this item is really talking about implementation of an identity management system which has multiple phases uh, a lot of interfaces and this is developing an automated process so that if somebody terminates it wipes them out of the phone book it wipes off their email it closes out all their accounts uh, and is does a much more thorough job of uh, limiting access or removing access from our systems. I see. So one is, uh, okay, I see. I see. One is more the mechanical process of notify IT, get them right. uh, terminated from the system, and get all their assets back. Okay. Mm -hmm. And Rick, when you close something out, do you cycle back, and particularly, I, I, would, be re I would request that you cycle back on the termination of employee and the collection of assets and keys and all of those things. Um, I think we've been pretty remiss in that area. And while I know that a process has been put in place, I do think that that's one that we ought to go back and make certain that it is, in fact, being implemented successfully and routinely. So would you do that? Yes, I will. Thank you. Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, toy on update. Uh, we continue to make pro progress on that. 
uh, I did close out one item uh, since the last review and we uh, had done some additional staff training to complete that on uh, billing of services, make sure everyone understands exactly how they're supposed to do that. Uh, progress is being made on other items and uh, hopefully this will go off of our list soon. Has Del Vecchio, has there, I'm sorry, did you no, want no, to say, go ahead, go ahead. has there been any, any conversation about cycling back to the health committee or to the supervisors to show the progress and, and whether or not the two of you go? But here, here's, my, here's my concern, is that the, the, they presented this Toyon report publicly in the health committee and there were a lot of county people sitting there, etc. And we've never come back to to do a very specific toy in. Well you had all the you've had the other other piece of where you are, etc. We've never said this one specifically. And I think it would behoove us uh, even mention it on an item when we meet jointly with the supervisors and the board that we did not ignore their Toyon report mm -hmm. and that where we are with our internal auditors and how much this has been accomplished. I just think it would be a good idea. So we did do, we, we did do one, um, you'll recall, um, sort of simultaneous to uh, this board asking for a uh, status update from uh, Toyon. Uh, the Board of Supervisors also wanted one, and so we worked with Rebecca. Uh, to have Nancy Cop, Nancy Cops, uh, present to both uh, boards, so so that did occur. Uh, uh, it was circa the beginning of the year, March mm -hmm. or April or thereabouts. Uh, but since then, uh, and at that point, obviously there was a great amount of progress that had occurred uh, since the uh, report had been issued. Uh, but still more work to do, and we've been tracking it here. So uh, David still does do his. Uh, well, it's been a little bit more sporadic, but we do do the the monthly report to the. Uh, to the health committee, I don't recall whether they've asked again about Toyon, but we no, could. They, they haven't. I do have monthly meetings directly with Rebecca Gephardt, and I keep her apprised of. See what what I'm worried about is the public perception and the political perception, as opposed to staff. I sure. I think you guys have got a great relationship with the staff, and you know I think things are moving on, but but to have this. Particularly because so much came out from the grand jury, sure. and there was all that stuff from the grand jury that, you know, one could argue was not necessarily a very accurate report to a certain extent. Mm -hmm. I think having this in some manner in a public setting so that if the newspapers are there or whatever, we can... We can show that we... Let's just have it on the record Yeah. Uh, for, for anyone who's interested. Yeah, uh, yeah so, so the one uh, meeting that I referred to it was was a public update, but uh, but a larger one or a, a, a subsequent one uh, as now that, you know, even more um, uh, work has been done. We could gladly uh, see and uh, well, ask for I, the opportunity I, I to I plant that about. seed for you guys yeah. just mm -hmm. because of the political arena and... and and I just think we've done good work, and you. There is the a public ought to know it. Yeah, to your to your point, actually, there is work now being done to sort of confirm a, uh, hopefully, a joint meeting between the two, and uh, as we do that and put it together an agenda, 
um, uh, we could we could add this to that agenda and have it between both boards. Yeah, actually, it's next week. So yeah, I think it's supposed to be next Tuesday, but next we're trying Tuesday, to confirm uh -huh. that we'll have the requisite right. attendance. Okay. We could do I mean, we could consider doing uh, now we have the auditor release after your quarter results. And yeah. Talk yeah. About I know yeah. that that's you know. Um, there's actually somebody from J.P. Morgan here tonight. Yeah. This goes banking. Yeah. Yeah, so, you know, the, I, I think the more that we can get out from under the earlier perception of our our malaise, that we, we're going to be in a much better position. And I think community attitude really makes a huge difference in what we're doing. Mm -hmm. And I, I agree with Michelle that being proactive about it, I mean, thinking of it as strategy. They know, you know that they know. But for the public perception, it's, it's really a good strategy to do. Yeah. Okay. Well, I leave that for your consideration. I just had a small typo that I think that that, that could be done for in the Toyon 3A, mm -hmm. where they said uh, tracking Oshkosh stats. It says stats tracked for AHS still working on San Leandro and. Alameda Hospital days even, and I, I was do. just thinking if you just want to say stats track for four, so that it's like you know. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. Oh yeah. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> Sorry. They're all part of ages, they, right? They, they know that's a peeve of mine as well. Yeah, it's just I catching will, them because these are. That's good. That's good. no. That's great. No, absolutely. That's a good catch. It's a great catch. Thank mm -hmm. you. We will correct that. Okay. So. You've got the compliance report, mm -hmm. and unless you have a specific question about that, I did say that I'm late because I haven't hired my auditor, trainer, educator, whatever position that is, to start going out and doing the uh, clinical audits and training. But I wanted to move to page 146 of your package, which is the regulatory activity. Uh, the HRSA 340B audit, uh, I had reported previously, we had, I worked with pharmacy and patient accounting and we had identified about a five and a half million dollar liability. We I looked remember. it into the financials. Mm -hmm. uh, we started working with Medi-Cal and we got them to take care of 2.3 million of that, mm -hmm. which dropped our liability to 3.2. And we continue to work with them, and they have agreed to drop 3.2 million. So, wow. We, for as far as duplicate discounts are concerned, we think we're going to get out of that. And, and I'm not willing to, to drop the liability completely yet because some vendors may not go, some manufacturers may not go along with it. And want a check from us, but the state is going to give them credits and make them whole. And we have that in writing, and they've already started the process. So we think that that five and a half million is going to, or the 3.2 million now is going to go away. It's huge. Uh, Thank we, you. We still have some potential issues on, uh, they call it diversion, because we didn't properly account for uh, some of our 340B transactions and 
we think that we're going to have to uh, buy some additional stock at uh, retail prices instead of our 340B prices to make up for it. But we're still negotiating some on that, and that's about 500000 So it's, it's good news overall. Yeah, $5 million to 500000 is yes. is not too shabby. And so we're still working through that process. I've, I've written a lot of letters in the last couple of weeks <clears throat> to try to make this whole issue uh, go away. Good. Has David taken you to lunch? Not yet. <laughs> Not yet? Okay. He said he couldn't afford it. It was only $5 I million. I wasn't aware of it. <laughs> <laughs> now that the audit's closed, congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> this is an example. Yeah. That's uh, Thank you. The... Other thing was the OIG audit of meaningful use, and that really was an audit of the state. But uh, there was a news release a couple of weeks ago, and it said they were done, and that the state had overpaid hospitals by $22 million. And so I followed up with the OIG staff that worked on our audit, and that did have an impact on us. Uh, there are potential findings of $150,000 approximately, $130,000. And uh, the state has said they want to do their own audit before they agree to that. Uh, and then they would, <laughs> if it was uh, uh, turned out to be correct, they would probably withhold from a future payment and not ask us for anything just that we would get less in incentive payments. So, yeah. Uh, that was pretty good news because it, it was uh, about $6 million that we've gotten so far for meaningful use and mm-hmm. $130,000 is not much in the overall mm-hmm. scheme of things. Mm-hmm. Are there any other questions about the written reports? Mm-mm. Okay. Uh, we have the calendar, mm-hmm. and there are no more meetings scheduled this year. Oh. <laughs> I know it's disappointing, wow. but I'll get that training session scheduled. <laughs> Darn it. <laughs> and I did not have any follow-up items on my list. Congratulations. Yeah. Thank you. Yes, congratulations. And uh, every time I come, and probably you haven't changed, but, but we have grown in our, in our role of understanding what you're doing. So that helps. And just as soon as you have the time and we can coordinate our calendar, we'd really love to sit with you. And, and mm-hmm. So, Jim, do you have any questions? No, I am very happy, Camper. Okay. Well, then, I will take a, any public comment. None received. Thank you. Um, any comment? Any? Okay. Uh, can I have a motion to adjourn? I move that we adjourn. Thank you. I'll second. There we go. Uh, the meeting is adjourned. Thank you. Yay. Thank you. That's right. Thank you.